The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. As I'm teaching, a man walks in the front door with a loaded gun in his hand, and he walks up the aisle, and he roars like a lion. Bam, 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 six times. Best-selling author and pastor John Hagee witnessed firsthand the protection of a guardian angel. There were three bullets to the left and three bullets to the right. Next on Life Today. James Robinson here, and Betty, we welcome you to life today. One of the most dynamic and gifted preachers in America is here with us. His name is Dr. John Hagee, Cornerstone Church in San Antonio. And when you say that there are some people who move heaven and hell, uh, this man does. He is gifted by God to be one of the greatest communicators and preachers that I've ever heard in my life. And I happen to have heard quite a few of them that you know and respect, and you've seen them here on the program. Dr. Hagee and I have been friends for a long time, and we've shared a great concern for the well-being not only of the church, but all the people the church should be impacting in a positive way. And I just love this man, and I want you to welcome Dr. John Hagee to life today. Do that. Thank you. God bless you, brother. Dr. Hagee has written many best-selling books. This is a new one. It's called The Three Heavens, Angels, Demons, and What Lies Ahead. And I'm really interested in hearing what he has to say. I'm going to start out by asking him, you know, obviously he must think there are three, but I'm going to start by asking you, why does it matter? Why should it matter? I mean, you're, you're a great teacher, great preacher, and you try to teach on things that matter. I don't think you just try to, you know, get people curious about something. I think you try to touch what matters. Why does this matter? This matters because it is a biblical demonstration of the reality of angels that defend the righteous and the reality of demon powers who have a demonic assignment to rob, to kill, and to destroy. It teaches the persons that are reading the Word of God how to accept the security they have as a believer and then the ability they have as a believer to overcome the powers and principalities of darkness. Demons are very real. Jesus sent no one out to preach who did not have the power over demon spirits. 25% of the ministry of Jesus Christ was curing people of demonic spirits. But the first focus is on angels who protect the righteous. All right, so are they connected in some way to these three heavens that you reference? First, let's validate scripturally the three heavens. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens, plural, and the earth. St. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12 and 2, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I was in the third heaven. <clears throat> Logic says, if there's a third heaven, there's a heaven one and two. So the first heaven is the heavens that you see with your natural eyes. King David wrote in the Psalms, chapter 19, the heavens, plural, declare the glory of the Lord. The heavens, 
that the first heaven is the heavens we see with our natural eye. Would that be his creation and all he yes. did that reveals him and his nature right. so that we're without excuse? We can see that the heaven and earth declares his glory. You Absolutely. actually see him in his creation. Absolutely. And this is where we get the four blood moons. You can see this in the heavens. The second heaven is where Satan rules and reigns over one-third of the fallen angels that came with him in the rebellion that happened before Genesis 1 and 1, from which he is the commander-in-chief of all demonic forces on the earth. The third heaven is where God the Father sits on his throne. His Son is beside him, and there are archangels, seraphims, and multitudes of common angels who are the messengers of God where the body of Christ now is. Jesus Christ said to the thief on the cross, this day you will be with me in paradise. Paradise and the third heaven are one and the same. Well, you don't write a book, in my opinion, to just try to make people more intellectually uh, uh, in tune. You write a book, in my opinion, to try to get people to move according to the will of God. Am I right about that? True. So when they learn something, you want it to have an effect on them right now. True. And as you write this and you talk about these realms and you talk about these powerful influences, you talk about angelic forces and angels that can help us and guard us and watch over us. And then you talk about these other assaulting, uh, destroying, deceptive angels and so forth. All right, what do you want people to do, is in, 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 let's say in, a, in an action moment, when they see these things that you're revealing in this book so clearly? The first thing I would like for every believer to grasp is the absolute security that God has given to every believer. The President of the United States is guarded by Secret Service agents who are supposed to be the best with the weaponry that they have to defend the President of the United States. But God Almighty, according to King David's writings, He will give His angels, plural, charge over you, meaning to defend you in all of your ways. Billy Graham said that verse is a Bible guarantee that every believer has two guardian angels watching you all the time. The president has the secret service. We have guardian angels that defend us against all evil all the time. Yeah, and seeing how his secret service has failed in this past year, I'm glad we got the angels. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really want to trust anything government overseas, and I really get concerned about why we're trusting so much of our money. It is our money, and it goes to them, and, and we trust them to mismanage it so terribly. I think we need to stop the nonsense, but we won't talk about that anymore. I, <laughs> if we get people to wake up and get the, the damaging angels off of us, and we might get some good things to happen in the country. All right, so we have angels. All right, now you talked about demonic spirits. You and I both in our early days in ministry were kind of taught to ignore that. It was as though that was for ignorant people back in the time of Christ, and he was accommodating their ignorance by talking about demons because, you know, they didn't understand, so he talked in their level. But that's not the case at all. And we have both come to learn forthrightly that there are demonic spirits. These angels too, you actually had something happen where someone came up and tried to kill you. I believe in the church, or at yes. least you were speaking. What happened? Yes. Because you honestly believe it was angels. And I will tell you this, we, we've had so many millions of people praying for our missionaries. We actually had three men sitting in the front of a, of a, of a semi. We've never lost a, a missionary, which is a miracle. Three of them in the front of a semi, 16 AK-47 bullet holes through that. They couldn't find any of them that weren't inside 12 inches of, of proximity. Not one of them hit those missionaries. 
That was the hand of God. That had to be. What happened to you? Because you had something happen that was quite per December, really amazing. December 1971, I started to teach my congregation about the biblical position of demonology because I was raised in a denomination that did not believe it and said they certainly couldn't belong to our denomination, although the devil was sitting probably on every pew. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but demons were. <laughs> yeah. And um, I had, it was in the second series on a Wednesday night. And as I'm teaching, a man walks in the front door with a loaded gun in his hand, and he walks up the aisle and he roars like a lion. And my people thought it was an illustrated sermon because I talked <laughs> about Jesus, <laughs> the demons coming out yeah, with a loud right. roar. And I thought, boy, the preacher's really going all out to help us out here. <laughs> so about that time, he started using language that sounded like <clears throat> a pup tent full of Marine Corps drill sergeants. And they knew this was not an illustrated sermon. And he walked to the front of the church, uh, and he's standing about eight feet from me. And he said, I've come to kill you in front of this congregation to demonstrate that Satan has more power than Jesus Christ. Hmm. And I said, I held up my Bible, and I said, this is the Word of God. And it says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. God bless you, Pastor. He said, I have a, he said, I have a gun. He was angry. <laughs> I have a gun. I said, and I have the word of God. <laughs> God bless you. Buddy. And he said, I demand that you beg for your life. <laughs> I said, I am in authority here. <laughs> and it, it, it's just baffled him. I said, it's I me. <laughs> am in authority here, not you. <laughs> it's a miracle. He said, I'm going to kill you on the count of three. He lied. He started shooting on the count of two. <laughs> uh, yeah. And he, Ooh. I could see we the jackets in the fun. bullet chamber. Yeah. Bam, 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 six times. And he uh, ran down the aisle, and a young man that was uh, playing university football in my church ran across the back of the church and intercepted him <laughs> at the wall and hit him in the side of the head and drove him into the wall with such force that the walnut handles on that gun peeled off. I mean, Amen. he blasted him. And he was, he was unfazed. And the police came, the police arrested him, took him downtown and- And did uh, you get hit? No, um, uh, just, just a second, I'm gonna get there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. wondering who's going to carry you out. Right. <laughs> Took him downtown and arrested him. Every one of those shots he shot at me missed, and the next day the police came and put a two-by-four where he was standing and took string and <laughs> measured it in the bullet holes in the wall. See, and I'm standing right go. where I stood. Yeah. And there were three bullets to the left and three bullets to the right, I believe the angel of God was there parrying those bullets God right you. and left to preserve my life. I would not be alive without the protection of the angels of God. Father, I pray that. I pray that over believers right now who will take that stand for you. 
that you give them that guard in this studio and all over the world who will stand for you in Jesus' name. Tell us about these other spirits, these demonic spirits that people seem so ignorant of. Demonic, first, demonic spirits cannot overtake you without your invitation. The Bible calls... You have to give them the ground that you they You have come to in. give them the ground. Yeah, okay. The Bible says that Satan is the prince of darkness. Prince is someone that has authority in a specific kingdom. If you get in the kingdom of darkness, Satan has authority over you. Mm -hmm. Whenever you read an occult book, you are walking into the kingdom of darkness. Whenever you go to an occult movie, you are walking into the kingdom of darkness. Whenever you start doing, uh, playing with Ouija boards and things of that nature, you are walking into the kingdom of darkness. You are inviting demon spirits to infect you and to take you over. And believe me, they can do it in record time. There was a young lady in my church that went to see the exorcist. Now, this was years ago. But uh, she went home from that Saturday afternoon movie and told her mother, uh, something entered me today mm. while I was watching this movie, and it changed me. And the mother just thought, well, she's an 18-year-old girl. Uh, she's just emotional. The next day they came to church. I'm preaching on the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of the cross. And about 10 minutes deep in my sermon, I hear this moaning in the back of the church on the right side. Ooh, just like, it was louder than my microphone. So I had to stop and I asked the elders to go and take her to the counseling room to pray with her. Donna also went with her. This girl was 18 years old. She was an honor student in school. She was Hollywood pretty. She was a beautiful girl. Her dad was a psychiatrist. They went into the uh, counseling room and after the sermon, I went back and uh, talked with the parents and said, I believe that your, your daughter has a demonic spirit and it angered them, especially her father who was a psychiatrist. I said, would you like for me to pray for her? He said, absolutely not. Hmm. And uh, I said, well, uh, you are the spiritual authority of that girl, and I certainly am not going to countermand that, so I will not. They left, and I never heard from the family again, only to know that she had been placed into psychiatric care and had not been delivered years later from that problem. Now, Break your it, heart. it is not an innocent thing when you walk into the kingdom of darkness, the demonic power can take you over and the only thing that will get it out is the authority of Jesus' name and the blood of the cross. Do you appreciate Dr. Hagee talking about things that really matter in the spiritual realm? We've got, we just have a few minutes left. Let me just say this. The book is in the bookstores. Uh, you can go online and get it. You can go get it. You, you, you write in a captivating fashion and so filled with such biblical insight. But you want something to happen to the reader. Yes. So as they see all that is unfolding, what do you want to happen in that reader's life that we can actually be praying for everybody listening to us today to have happen, John? The thing that I want the reader to take away from this book 
A is the absolute authority that believers have over the powers and principalities of darkness. Amen. Two, the absolute security you have that when you are on the divine assignment of God, you are virtually indestructible. The powers of hell cannot touch you. The angels of God are defending you. Thirdly, I want them to carry away that there's a very real devil. It was a very real devil that came into the Garden of Eden to seduce Adam and Eve. It was a very real devil that tempted Jesus in the wilderness. He's still in business. He goes to church every Sunday. Yes, and if sir. you don't know how to recognize him and take authority over him, he'll destroy your life, your marriage, your children, your church, your hopes, your dreams. That's what I want them to take away. Well, I thank you for that. Would you say thank you, God, and say thank you, Dr. Hagee? We have, as you know, been doing our best to show people the power of God to deliver from evil. And we are, we're going to have temptation. We just don't have to give this cultivated field to the briars that the enemy would like to bring forth. We don't have to let him have one inch of our lives. I don't think we have to have, let him have an inch of our land. Our country seems to not understand what evil looks like. We've got leadership from the highest levels in our country who don't recognize evil and destruction. And I really believe if we see this, do you think if we really begin to pray, it could wake up some people to get their eyes open, get the scales off? Do you believe that if the church would rise up? Dr. Hagee, do you believe we could see America make a course correction that would be meaningful? We, we absolutely could. God gave Abraham the power to intercede for Sodom and Gomorrah. God gave Moses the power to intercede for Israel. God became so angry with Israel, he said, Moses, you step aside and I'll wipe them out. Mm -hmm. And Moses said, if you do, what will the wicked say about you? <laughs> God changed his mind because of, of Moses. Moses interceding with exactly. God. If the righteous will begin to intercede with God, I told my congregation this this past week, if the righteous in America will begin to intercede with God on behalf of this nation, we can take this nation back, righteousness can prevail, light will conquer darkness, good will destroy evil. I believe it. Father, I want to thank you for all the viewers, everyone in this studio. I pray that every person listening will realize that they're here on a divine assignment if they're a believer. And they're to be salt and light, preserve the precious and illuminate the way and expose the error. Father, I pray every Christian will come out from undercover and become a shining city set on a hill by standing together fearlessly, faithfully, in Jesus' name. And to any one of you right now that are watching and realize there's some kind of power in control of my life, and I know it's destructive, damaging. You see that phone number there? There are people who will pray with you and agree with you for God to set you free and for you to allow Jesus Christ who lives. He died on that cross, but he conquered death and the grave, and he's alive to live in us in the power, the power of his spirit. If you will call and say, I want help, somebody will agree with you and I pray you do it. If you'd like to have Dr. Hagee's book, we'd be more than happy to send it to you because we want to help you grow. John, one of the things that we're doing that has blessed our viewers and it thrills me, we are putting God's arms of love around the most desperately needy people in the world, and our viewers love to extend God's arms. I want you to look in with us, all of you. I want you to see right now a situation that only love can make whole, and we're on the verge of seeing it but it's gonna take you, us together, 
to see this miracle, and you're going to want to see it. Watch closely. The fact that children and young women are being kidnapped and held captive is intolerable. But what happens next to these innocent victims is unthinkable. I would scream and cry and say I didn't want to do that work. But the lady would beat me with a big stick. I still have the scars on my arm from her beatings. One girl that was in there with me had her throat slit. Another had her breasts cut off. After seeing all that torture, I was terrified I would get murdered too. So I did the work they forced me to do. Anjali's story ended well because she was rescued from her captors and she has started the healing process. But there are thousands of other victims and children at risk who are not so fortunate. They are still waiting to be rescued. I pray that before more girls die in there, we can get them out so they can have hope and a new life like me. Thank God she's been rescued. Now let me tell you what must happen. Now think, think about this a moment. The, the mission workers that go there are sent by God, right into almost like the pit of hell. And you and I have been there. And we know what it's like. We know the love that compels people to go and plant their life in the midst of that pain to bring healing. But only God can offer and his love through his people. And so the workers are there. Now what we need in order to rescue like all those little children and others that are being taken in the early stage, we've got to be able to go in and take them out and take them to a secure place. Now we've got several rescue centers that we are already operating, but they're not secure like the one we must build. In other words, when we take one out, we head many of them off before the predator gets them. We can see the child is vulnerable and we get them and take them to safety. But we can actually now, with your help and these incredibly courageous workers and <laughs> the Lord's army, real missionaries, we can get them out, take them to a safe haven, a rescue center, and we can give them a new future. We can't talk about where it is, but we can build it. Now here's the miracle. God put on the hearts of a family to give $820,000 toward that. The cost is $1.23 million, nearly one and a quarter million. Over here in the States, it'd be four or five million dollars. But there, because of the labor and the work and all of the resources necessary, we can do it. So this is what it means. It means that a gift you make will be multiplied in its effect three times. You give a gift of $1,200 toward building that incredible rescue center, and it multiplies to 3,600. You give $40, it multiplies to 120 in its impact. Most people like to see what they do multiplied. Well, the love of God through this family that's able has said, we'll do this, and we're asking the viewers to complete it. Look at the prayer power that'll go into that. Father, I pray every person watching will say, I am ready to rescue those children. God, I'm ready to put your arms of love around every one of them, in Jesus' name. Right now, I'd like for you to go to lifetoday.org. Do you know most people now are going online 
and using their bank card and making the gift, and it's immediately here. Or you can call the phone number you see, take that bank card, always use them like a check. The only way you should ever use them, like it's a check. And make the gift God puts on your heart, knowing it's going to be multiplied three times in its impact. I'm showing you right now some views of that rescue center. I have a drawing of it right here beside me that's in a small a picture. It's beautiful. It almost looks like a college campus, but it's totally secure. And we want you to know that you can provide this safe haven. This is a miracle of God you're a part of. Would you go to lifetoday.org right now and make the gift God's leading you to make, knowing it's going to be multiplied three times? Or would you call that number? Thank you so much. And I know all of you are praying, God, meet this need. Let us rescue those precious children. Thank you for doing it. Innocent children created to be happy, loved, and cared for are being abducted and sold at the hands of violent predators, their spirit and bodies broken under horrific emotional and physical abuse. Our dream is to build a unique child rescue center in Southeast Asia, a safe haven 100% dedicated to rescuing young victims from the sex traders and helping them begin the recovery from the abuse they have suffered. This dream of a new rescue center can soon become a reality with your support, combined with a promised $820,000 matching gift. All we have to do is raise an additional $410,000 to begin construction. That means your gift today will be matched two to one, having a triple impact. Gifts of $20 will be triple to 60. $40 will be triple to 120. $80 will be triple to 240. And generous gifts of $1,200 will be tripled to $3,600 to help us rescue children from sexual slavery. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you Sarah Young's newest book, Peace in His Presence, favorite quotations from Jesus Calling. Also, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help us build the Child Rescue Center, and you may request this beautifully framed canvas print of The Forest Chapel. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. Well, from the depth of our heart, and I know you didn't say much during the program, we listened so I think keenly to Dr. Hagee. We love him so much. But you know how special the gifts are. Absolutely. You know what a blessing Sarah Young is, and this book is going to be a blessing. And then as we say thank you, Betty, I want to offer to all the viewers an incredible teaching on the three heavens. I'd never really even thought about that, and I'm amazed at the gift God has given Dr. Hagee to communicate biblical truth. But the thing I love about it is he stirs us to action. It's one thing just to sit back and listen. It's another thing to release the power of the truth that you've heard. If you'd like to have the book, we'll send it to you. You simply help us touch those children, and we'll send you this book also to say thank you if you'd like to have it. Join Betty and me in saying thanks to Dr. Hagee for being with us. I love you, John. Thank you. God bless you. You're going to be back. He's going to be back with us, and we're going to talk about what we can do right now to witness a miracle. We need to witness. Thanks for watching.
to see evil and not call it evil is evil. Tomorrow, Pastor John Hagee shares his shocking introduction into demonology. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.